can't get fooled again. Hey, welcome back in to Talking Catholic. So I'm not going to preface this for you at all. So this is a clip from the Black Catholic Messenger podcast featuring Alexandria, which you'll be hearing from. And it is hilarious. Watch this. Hello and welcome to the Black Catholic Messenger Show, where we keep it Black and keep it Catholic. And we all have seen how when Gloria Purvis was speaking out against racism, that her show was taken off air. And then we see another Black Catholic who's given a slot on Guadalupe Radio Network, David Gray, who had said in a video that Black people who say Black Lives Matter should be excommunicated. So you have a radio station that's giving voice to people who are anti-black. <laughs> I, I had no idea that I was anti-black. I had no idea until just now. But, but here's the math of the situation. Let me explain to you the math. Guadalupe Radio Network is racist because they terminated a show which featured a black woman. Therefore, they're racist. Also, because Emily Alcatraz is on Guadalupe and Radio Network on a morning show drive time. And she defended Abby Johnson. And Abby Johnson is racist for other reasons, they say. And therefore, Guadalupe Radio Network is racist. And because David O. Gray works for Guadalupe Radio Network, he's racist and anti-black. <laughs> I mean, you got to be kidding me. But this is the perfect example of what I call emotional racism. Emotional racism is the blaming is blaming the appearance of injustice on racism without any verifiable facts of the case. For example, remember the morning glory glory show, which I talked about in another video, it was canceled. And because it was canceled because a black woman was on it, um, who said, who, who spoke about injustice at times, therefore EWTM was racist. It didn't have to be the truth. It didn't have to be verified. You just had to say it. Therefore it's true. Just had to call EWTN racist and therefore it's true. You see, emotional racism is always subjective and it doesn't look to verify itself to determine the truth because it doesn't care about the truth. It only cares about how I feel. Emotional racism is no way related to the sin racism, which is objective and is oftentimes verifiable. Emotional racism is lazy and is used by lazy people who cannot muster up an ounce of effort to discover truth. Emotional racism is the go-to for white liberals, black effeminate men, effeminate black men, and, and black liberal women. A black liberal woman, she will spill milk on the kitchen floor and will blame racism for it. And will try to convince white people they should feel guilty about her spilling her milk because it was their fault, because of, you know, systematic racism and because of slavery, you know? These people think the boogeyman are racist. The boogeyman is racist because he's after me. Because, you know, uh, uh, for slavery and systematic racism, you know, they, they'll see racism anywhere and everywhere. And it all stems from the fact that they think the world owes them something. They think the world owes them something. And I hate that the fact is these type of women, like Alexandria, I don't know if she's doing it alone or, 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 or she's single or married, but it's, it's these type of women who are raising black boys. And the type of black boys they raise end up being these feminine men who will not take accountability for their actions. And the black community is full of these black men right now, these soft little feminine punks who were raised by their mother, um, maybe in conjunction with a soft father, who will blame white people 
for every one of their setbacks. But then we'll turn around and vote for Joe Biden to be their savior because, you know, the Democrats promised to take care of them and to, to give them things and to create programs and to cancel debt and to give them money. Democrats are people, Democrats are for people who are looking for a daddy in this way to take care of them. Inevitably, that's what communism wants to do. It wants to be a parent. So that's why these, these, these soft little feminine punks, these, these soft men, these soft black men vote for Democrats because they're looking for the daddy they never had because they're, they're essentially raised by their mama. So yeah, I hate the fact that women like this are raising these black boys either by themselves or in conjunction with a soft man. When I, when I was coming up, I had two fathers, two real men. And what I learned from my stepfather was basically how to fight. He was a fighter. He said, if anyone calls you a nigger, punch him in the face. If anyone speaks ill of your mother, beat their ass. So I got into a few fights, quite a number of them, one most of them, right? Never try to talk myself out of self. I used to like this crap back in the day, but that was back then when we didn't have guns, right? If you want to fight, you know, you just use your fist. Worst thing that happens to you, you get jumped. You know, their brother, their cousin come, you know, jump in and you get, you know, beat up by, you know, three or four people. But so what? You know, some bruises, you know, you guys are usually friends later, right? Nowadays, I probably would be talking myself out of some of these, some of these fights. These, these kids got guns. Somebody said something about my mom and said, hey, 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 David, your mama. Yeah, yeah, mom, yeah, mom, yeah, mom do be tripping. You, you right. <laughs> you know, let's go play some basketball. Yeah, but uh, that's why, you know, still today, somebody say something about a blessed mother Mary, I'm ready to scrap, right? Don't talk about my mama. My biological father, you know, he never gave me money as a kid. Never gave me money. He gave me savings bonds for my birthday. The only time I remember him giving me money was when he dropped me off at college. He gave me $50, and I was surprised by that. He gave me 50 bucks. I was like, what? You know, because he always told me that if I wanted money, I had to work for it. So when I was 10 years old, I got a paper route that my stepfather would never let me quit, no matter how cold it got in Northeast Ohio. I still deliver those papers on my bike. Before that, I used to order these cassette tapes from Columbia House. I used to get 12 for a penny, and then I'd take them to school and, and resell them, right, for, for, for retail price. I remember everybody in school at one point in time had all the, the Boston album or, or the record, whatever that was. Um, in the summer, I cut lawns. In the winter, I would shovel snow. My grandfather, who I admire so much, he, he, um, he wanted me to learn how to play an instrument, so I picked the trumpet. But he wanted me to learn to play the instrument because he thought that if I didn't have a job, something happened, I always have this skill to fall back on. So I always be able to get gigs playing music. You know, that's how his, his generation taught uh, thought. But what that really taught me was that I had to have multiple skills. I had to be able to know how to do things with my hand to always be able to make money so I never be broke. So that's a skill that, you know, that stuck with me. He's also the man that I admire so much because when he moved up north from Alabama to Ohio, he this man would walk 10 miles a day and there and back to the steel mill until he bought a car. So real men I was raised by. So I tell these few stories and point out the fact that I wasn't raised to be a victim. I was raised to be a man. And I was raised in a way that I learned that no one in life owes me anything. I wasn't raised to be anyone's victim of circumstance. So these emotional um, racism people, they actually believe that white people owe them something. They actually believe that they are poor victims to what they call white supremacy. And we know white supremacy is white supremacy is your personal belief that white people are better than you. You actually believe that white people are better than you. You think they are supreme over you. It's your belief, not theirs. It doesn't matter what a person believes that they're better than me. It's whether I believe it or not. So when a person says they believe in white supremacy, they're acknowledging the fact that white people are better than them. So, But that's not how life works. Life doesn't owe you anything. If you weren't born rich, so what? Go earn it. If you were born rich, so what? Go earn it. You're tall, fat, short, skinny, brown, so what? Go earn it. All you get is Jesus Christ and the work he did on the cross. Anything else you work for with his grace. I remember one of the most embarrassing days of my life is when I got out of prison after doing a few years for embezzlement. 
and I was building my life back and I got a gig twirling a sign outside of an instant oil change place. You know, you know, the signs or arrows. And um, one of my fraternity brothers from college pulled up and he opened up the school door bus. He was driving it and he said, hey, what's up, David? And I was so embarrassed. A good friend from college who I admired and who was my fraternity brother had to see me holding a sign on a corner saying, come get your oil changed. That was embarrassing. But several years later, um, Jay is the name. Jay said he had so much respect for me when he saw me that day because he saw that I wasn't too proud that I was doing what I had to do. But I wasn't thinking about that at the time. I, I was just going back to the basics that the men in my life had taught me that if I want to get ahead, that I had to work for it because no one owes me anything, that I'm no one's victim. And I'm basically, I'm a product of every choice I've ever made in God's grace. So because I don't believe in emotional racism and because I don't see racism everywhere and because I don't think white people are better than me, therefore, I'm anti-black, according to Alexandria and a black Catholic messenger. No, I'm not anti-black, but I am anti-stupid. Take that however you want. If you got a problem with it, tell your husband, come see me. All right. Hey, make sure you follow me over on Rumble. I don't plan to get three strikes here on YouTube like LifeSite News did and get kicked off. But I do occasionally get strikes because of my content. and I lose the privilege to upload new content to YouTube is their platform. I don't own it. They don't owe me anything. I'm not entitled, but I'm on Rumble now. Uh, so also make sure if you're watching um, on the platforms, make sure you hit that notif that bell to get notified new content and visit me over at davidelgray.info. If you listen to the audio version of the podcast, make sure you rate, like, subscribe and share. I appreciate it. But until then, and until next time, blessings and shalom to you and to yours. Hi, everybody. Thank you for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the content you've missed. If you'd like to keep supporting my work, consider joining my team on Patreon, where you'll be gifted great perks like books, hoodies, and mugs. Thanks again.